the morning today's daf is daf chok. Today's shiz leilunishmas pinchas ben nachum ben pinchas. May his neshama have an aliyah and may his memory be a blessing. Um, it is also for the uh, full shleima of Zama Mordechai ben Mira, Yitzchak Yehuda ben Miriam, and Chana Chayachayka bat Chobamichla. May they have a complete and speedy recovery. We're going to go from the towards the end of Yutesamud Bay's 19b. And remember, we discuss, um, yeah, to introduce the next sugya, um, there were people who were very, very particular with how they kept their, um, what's the word? How they, how they, how they lived their lifestyle. They lived a lifestyle that they would be careful with how they, how they viewed all their food, even their chulin food. So as we know, strictly speaking, I mean, it might be a little bit, there's not really an issue with making chulin tome. There, might, there actually is an opinion, but in general, that would be the view. And you don't have to guard your chulin from becoming tome, even if they might, um, yeah, let's, let's phrase it like that. You don't have to guard your tome food. But there were some people who were very careful to treat all their food as if it was either truma or if it was either kodesh. So that's what um, the phrases we saw in the Mishnah was the Purushim. The Purushim were careful to treat all their, to make sure that all their chulin food stayed tahor. And then we get, uh, there were those who were, who would, uh, the phrase is, chulin shenas al taras kodesh. They would treat their chulin as if it was kodesh. Now you can imagine that's quite a, extreme uh, way of living, but it means all your food, you have to be careful that it doesn't even come to the fourth degree. So they would be careful, obviously, before they handled any food, and obviously they would teach their whole family to do this. Before they handled any food, they would make sure to wash their hands, to do nutilizadam. They'd have to be careful that anything that was even a shlishi would not come in contact with their food. Okay, This is all because they were... They were and part of the reason for this was to... Um, teach themselves and their family to be sensitive and familiar with the rules of having kochim because they were people who often ate kochim, maybe kohanim or people who used to bring lots of korbanos and bring home the meat for their family to eat. But either way, they would eat all their food, again, al-taharas ha-kodesh, as if it was kodesh. Now, there's a machloikas elsewhere. How do, how do chazal or how do we view that fuchulim? Do we view it as if it is Kodesh and therefore it can become Tomei even to the Ravi? Or do we say, look, at the end of the day it's Chulin, so even though they were careful not to let a Shlishi or something touch it, it would not become, it could not become um, a Ravi. And the, I mean, the simple Nafkamina would be, if you did have someone who, let's say, didn't wash their hands and they handled some of that person's food, so now that food is... Um, well, if it's chulin, even though he wants to treat it like kodesh, well, then it can't transmit tumor any further because a chulin can't become anything less than a shady. And remember, hands are shiny. If it's actually, if we view it as kodesh, as if it's kodesh, well, then even though it's chulin, it can still become shlishi and it could still make some of the other kodshim tomei. So that's the introduction to this piece. So Omar Amorish, Mamina Amorish says, we learn from our Mishnah. Chulin that is treated 
like Kodesh, I, it's one of these people who are careful that all their food they treat it as if it is Kodesh and therefore it's very sensitive to Truma, to Tuma. Kodesh Dami is actually as if it is Kodesh. Now the Gemara says, Mimai. Where do we get this from? Where does he see that this is what our Mishnah holds? So we're first going to suggest it from one case in the ratio, and we're going to reject it, and then we're going to bring a second suggestion. So he says, From the fact that it doesn't teach a ma'ala with it, a level. Remember, the Mishnah was speaking in terms of going up in levels. It says, The close of the Pirushim on Midras for those who are Eichel Truma. The clothes of those who eat truma, who are careful with the level of truma, their clothes are midras for koidesh. Now Rav Mori, what he's saying is we would expect there to be a middle level of those who eat um, chulin, their clothes are midras to those who eat chulin al-taharas koidesh, which is midras for those who eat truma. I, there's no level listed for someone who treats their chulin as if it's Kodesh. Why not? He's more careful with a high level. He's careful to a higher degree, a high sensitivity to Tumah. So he should be a level that anyone under him, their clothes are Tomei. Again, in his level, we would expect, according to how we're understanding it at the moment, we would expect his level to be between chulin and between Tumah. Why is it not? Must be, again, must be because, because that chulin that is eaten as if it or treated as if it is koidesh is on the same level as the actual koidesh. And that is a level listed. So the Gemara is going to answer is basically what level would you assume chulin al-taras koidesh is? As I just said, we would have assumed that chulin chenas al-taras koidesh is either the same as koidesh. And therefore, it's not listed as an independent level from Kodesh, which is what we want as, as proof. But the other option is, um, and the assumption is that if it wasn't, it would be listed between Chulin and Truma. But now the Gemara is going to answer and say, but basically, maybe that's not. what. Again, you're assuming that the level of Chulin, Shanaas, Al-Torah, Kodesh would be between Chulin and Truma. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the same as Chulin or maybe it's the same as Truma. So let's see that in science it says, Maybe it doesn't teach a special level by Chulin Shemaz HaTaras HaKodesh. Because maybe it's on the same level as Truma. And therefore it is taught when the Mishnah mentions the level of Truma. Or maybe you'll say, no, it actually has the same level of Chulin, and it is, and the Mishnah does teach Chulin. The Tanan, as we learned in the Mishnah, in the Mishnah elsewhere, Chulin Chulin that is eaten with the same sanctity as if it is Kodesh, they are like Chulin. That's the level that gets it, like Chulin. And says that it is like Truma. So actually, Maybe the reason the Mishnah doesn't list a third, another independent level for Chulin Shanasa Taras Kodesh is not because it's the same as Kodesh which is listed, but because it's a subcategory of one of the other levels already listed. So, Elami Sefer. Actually, the proof is from the Sefer again. The proof that Chulin, that our Mishnah holds Chulin Shanasa Taras Kodesh is actually as if it is Kodesh and it can become Shlishi and Ravi, even though it's only Chulin. 
That is from the Sefer. Why? The Sefer says, Yosi ben Yo'ezer ha yochosot shebakuna v'hoisa matpacht o midras v'kodesh. Yosi ben Yo'ezer was one of the most pious kohanim and his mitpachas, his uh, napkins or things he would sit on, were midras to those who ate kodesh. And Yochanan, I think this is the important part, Yochanan ben good gada ho yo'echel al taharas ha-kodesh. Yochanan ben good gada used to eat Al Taharas Akodesh, I all his food as if it was Kodesh, Kol Yomov, his whole life. And his Mitpachas would be Midras for those who were handling the Mechatas, the, the ash and water of the Paraduma. Now the Gomorrah points out, Mechatas in the Kodesh law. We see that his, his garments, his napkin is Midras. For a chattas, for a high level, but it's not considered midras for kodesh. We see that it is alma kosover chulin shnas al taras kodesh ke kodesh tamo. We see clearly that he holds al tana holds that chulin shnas al taharas al kodesh ke kodesh tamo. Again, the proof is by the fact that it does not, when it's speaking about Yosi Yochanan ben Gudgeta, it says that he again his chulin is nas al taras al kodesh. Now again, you would expect if it's not the same, if it's still chulin, it might have a, sli- a slightly lower level, but it would be midras for any of the higher levels. But what does it say? His stuff is midras only for chattas. I.e. the chulin shenas al taras is like kodesh, and therefore he doesn't have to... Um, Um, he doesn't have to worry about his midras as, as if his chulin is actual kodesh, even um, because yeah, because it's treated as if it's actual kodesh. I wasn't sure. I thought maybe you could dismiss this. Um, I don't know why we don't say, but that is because he's so careful that it doesn't become tome. Not why are we saying it's because the chulin is treated the same as kodesh. Maybe it's just because the chulin is. As uh, because he's as careful with Tuma that you don't have to worry because it's all treated like Kodesh, not that it's actually Kodesh. Okay, but the Gemara doesn't give that answer. Okay, now the Gemara is going to um, bring three teachings and we're going to discuss them. But it's but remember, we mentioned the Purushim were very careful with Truma. Obviously, the Purushim, and there were even high levels of people who were sensitive and careful with Truma. And one of the things that the rabbis teach is that where they're supposed to be guarding their Chulin from Truma, if they have Hesechadas, if they get distracted, they stop guarding. They leave, in, they leave the guarding up to someone else. They don't guard it sufficiently from becoming Tomei, it automatically becomes Tomei. Quite a strict halacha. But if he would be, if you would expect him, okay, he goes on a picnic, picnic and he leaves the food on a bench and he goes to, and he goes to wash his hand and come back, since he left it unguarded, if that's a time when he should have been careful with it from becoming Tomei, it actually, it actually just with the Hesech Adas, just with the lapse of awareness, it becomes Tomei. And we'll see the rabbis were justifiable in taking it so far. But again, that's the principle that this is, this first teaching is based on. So, Amar Rabbi Yonasan Ben Eloza. Rabbi Yonasan Ben Eloza says, Noflo mafarto If his cloak fell from him, 
and he asks his friends to pick it up for him and give it to him. The Nasnolai and his friend gives it to him. Tameya, it is Tome. Okay, now he's careful with Tuma, but his friend is not. So Rashi explains, and this is how we'll come out at the end, but he says, basically, since he dropped it, when his friend picked it up, he has Hesachadas because he's relying on his friend to keep it safe from Tuma. So that's why he has Hesachadas. Oh, and Rashi points out, why can't we rely on his friend? Because the friend thinks, well, since the guy who dropped it doesn't know whether I'm Tome or Tahar and he asked me to pick it up, he clearly doesn't care whether it's Tome or Tahar and therefore he picks it up without intent to guard it. So that's the Hesachadas when he drops his uh, coat and he asks, his, he drops his jacket, his scarf, and he asks his friend to pick it up for him, it becomes Tome. Amri Biyonasan ben Amram, Amri ben Amram said, Another teaching. If he switches his Shabbos clothes for his weekday clothes, they become Tome. And he wears them, they become Tome. Rashi explains the reason here, the Havamina here. What, why, why do we think this is a problem? Because if you're intending to guard item A, and it turns out it's actually item B, it becomes Tome because it's not sufficiently guarded. That is the Havamina. So again, so when he puts on his um, when he puts on his um, Shabbos clothes thinking they're his weekday clothes when he thinks they're his Shabbos clothes when really they're his weekday clothes He's not guarding his weekday clothes. He's guarding his Shabbos clothes, but he's not wearing those. So that's why it would become invalid. That's the Habermina. Um, again, we're going to change the reason behind it, but that's what we think at the moment. It's because if you're guarding one item and it turns out to be another, it's a pro- it's, it, it becomes Tomei. Amir Bilaza, guarding here means uh, Shimur, and guarding here means guarding from becoming Tomei. It doesn't mean uh, like putting it in a safe. Um, the third teaching two women got their clothes mixed up in the bathhouse and the case came before Rebbe Kiva and he said they are Tomei again our assumption is the same as above but the fact that the woman thought she was guarding her dress and it turns out she was guarding another dress that dress becomes Tomei and so too with her friend a friend thought she was guarding her own dress. Turns out it's a friend's dress. It becomes Tomei. Now the Gemara challenges us. If some, um, Rebbe Oshaya challenged us. He says, based on your logic, that if you think you're guarding one thing and you turn out to be guarding another thing, it becomes Tomei. Says, so based on that line of thinking, he says, based on this. When someone sticks his hand into a basket to take out a wheat bread, and he takes out barley bread, you're going to tell me that the barley bread should be tome again? Or yeah, the barley bread should be tome because he thought he was guarding wheat bread, not barley bread, because that's what he intended on touching. And maybe you'll say, yeah, true. The body bread becomes Tomei. This is Tanya we learned in a Brisa. If someone's guarding a barrel of wine, thinking that it's, so he's got a jug, and he thinks he's got wine in it, and it comes out that it is actually oil. It is Tahira Milat 
It is tahar from transmitting tumah. Ah, what do we see? That if you switch items and you but you're guarding it, it is still considered guarded, even though you don't know what the item is. Ah, velita But according to your logic, aim a safe again. What's our logic? According to your logic, that um, if you find something, if you switch something, it remains tahor. Again, you thought you were handling wheat bread and it turns out to be barley bread. You thought you were handling wine and it turns out to be oil. You thought you were handling your Shabbos clothes and it turns out to be weekday clothes. In all those cases, you telling me it should be tahor. It says, aim a safer, but what about the next clause in that Mishnah? It says, basura milechol. It's forbidden to eat. Am I? Why should it be also to eat? Okay. If it's considered guarded, why can't he eat it? Again, the case there was the um, the wheat bread. Um, the, sorry, the chavis, he thought it was wine and it turns out it's oil. So he says it's guarded from, from transmitting tumor, but he's not allowed to eat it. But if it's tahor because he was guarding it, why is he not allowed to eat it? So Amr Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya explained, says, no, it's where the person, when, um, it's not that he was guarding it properly. He was guarding it. He was guarding it defectively. He says, I was semi-guarding it. I was careful from something that could make it transmit tumor, but I was not careful to guard it from something that could make it possible. Remember, we explained yesterday that an item that is tome is, what, for lack of a better term, possible invalid. Again, if it's truma or kodesh, it's definitely, it's possible, you can't eat it anymore. But that's the phrase used when it becomes tome, but it can't transmit tuma anymore. Um, that's possible. Um, tome means it can be, it's, it itself is possible and it can still transmit tuma to something else. So, for example, like we said yesterday, chulin, Again, Chulin becomes possible as a Shani. It can't transmit that tumor that it has, that it's a Shani, to other Chulin, because Chulin can't become any lower than Shani. However, Truma can become Shlishi. So this can transmit tumor. Um... It can transmit tumor to something else. Sorry, sorry. So he was saying, I'm guarding, let's say, this chulin from becoming a rishon. I'm guarding this chulin from being, from becoming a metame, something that can transmit tuma, a tome, but I wasn't careful to guard it from becoming a shani, I when it's possible. So that's what he's saying. So again, in this price, uh, really where we're holding is that the halacha is, if you guard something, it is guarded. Even if it turns out to be something else. But the fact you were careful to keep it tahar, it doesn't matter what it turns out to be. It remains tahar. You thought it was wheat bread and it turns out to be barley bread. You thought it was your Shabbos clothes turns out to be your weekday clothes. You thought it was wine turns out to be oil. At the end of the day, you guarded it from becoming tome, so it remains tahar. It says, oh, but this Bryce says you still can't eat it. I, it's possible, it's still considered Tomei. He says, no, that's because of this person, how he guarded it. He only guarded it to the degree that it doesn't become Tomei, but he did not guard it to the degree that it does not transmit Tomei. He says, oh, can you have a half guarding? Can you say, I 
partially guarded it. So he says, yes, in, I'll give you an example. For Hachanya, we learned in Abraisa. If someone had a basket on, the, on his back or on his shoulder and he reached back into the basket. And as we're going to see, there were figs in this basket. Sorry. And he had a shovel in his basket. This shovel was, it was used both to scoop coal out of the oven and to uh, cut up or scrape out the the figs that were stuck to each other. So that's what, yeah, the figs. So, so, so again, he had this basket with a shovel in the basket. Um, and he was careful to watch the sal from becoming tome, but he wasn't careful to watch the shovel from becoming tome. Hasal tome. The sal becomes tohor, but the magrefer becomes tome. So therefore, what do we see? You can. He's got this one container on his bas- on his back, and two items, date figs in it, and a shovel in it. The shovel becomes tome, and the figs become tohor. We see you can have a partial guarding. Now we just so that's the answer, and that's where we're holding at the moment. That again, um, something that is. So I'm just trying to, um, where we are in the question. Oh, we understood, we brought three cases where we said, again, the case where someone, where two women's clothes got switched with each other, or someone's cloak fell off his back and he asked his friends to pass it. We assumed the issue there was that his mind was on guarding garment A, and it turns out he's got garment B, so garment B becomes Tommy because he's not actually guarding garment B. In his mind, he's guarding garment A. But we've just proven that, no, as long as you're guarding it, it's guarded. It doesn't matter what you thought it was. It doesn't matter whether you thought it was wheat or barley. It becomes Tommy. And that, so that's what we've proven. Now we're just going on a side point to analyze this bracer of the person again he was carrying a basket on his back and in the basket was figs and the shovel and his mind was on the figs so they tohar and the shovel is tome so he says hasal tohar um hasal tohar you telling me the basket is tohar the magrefa the shovel should make the basket tome it should transmit tome to the basket says ankli metamikli no a kli generally doesn't make it kli tome see the easiest way to understand this is that a kli generally is, if it is Tomei, it's a Rishon. It's from a person who was Tomei. Just about all cases, when a person is Tomei, he's a Rishon, and the kli becomes a Shani. Sorry, he's sorry, he's an Av, the person's an Av, and the kli becomes a Rishon. A Rishon can't transmit Tuma to another kli. A Rishon can only make food and drink Tomei. So that's why, oh, so the kli can't make the basket tomei. Oh, but he should make the food, the figs in the basket tomei. It says, He says, Ravina says, no, I did guard the shovel, but from, from being able to transmit tuma, but not from something that would make it Tomei, it Possel. Again, this distinction between Tomei and Possel, I, I didn't, I was, uh, the shovel could become Shani, and I didn't, I wasn't careful about that. I was just careful that the shovel didn't become a Rishon, that would make the things in the basket Tomei. Again, once the shovel's a Shani, it can't make the Chulin dates, the Chulin figs in the basket Tomei. Okay, Mikol Makom Kasha, 
back to, as we said, um, we, how do we understand those teachings towards the top of the page, which seem to imply that if you have in mind to guard one item, and it turns out to be a different item, it's not guarded. It becomes Tome. We've just proven that no, it is Tome. Sorry, it is considered a good guarding. And then, Vo'od Moisif Rabba Baravu, Rabba Baravu had another challenge on, on how to understand those cases. There was a case of a woman who came before Rabbi Shmuel, and she said to him, Rabbi, In hindsight, when I wove this garment, it remained tahar. But I didn't at the time plan on keeping it tahar. A very interesting thing. What's she saying? She's saying, yeah, I wove it, and I wasn't, I wasn't focused on let me make sure to keep this garment tahar. I, I, I wove it. Um, but looking back, it did not become tahar. It says, And through Rebbe Shmuel, uh, what's it, investigating her, cross-examining her. I don't think he did it in the intense way of a cross-examination. But through discussing it with her and asking her questions, she said, Oh, Rebbe, you're right. There wasn't Nida who helped me pull the ropes over the loom. Now, if what that nida, granted, let's assume she didn't touch the actual cloth, because this woman says, I don't remember any tumor coming in with this cloth, the nida might have moved the, um, might have moved the loom, which caused the cloth, or when she pulled on the rope, it caused the cloth that was being woven to move. And if a nida moves something, even if she's not in contact with it, it becomes tome. So, how great are the words of the sages who said, If it's in his heart to guard it, I, he's concentrating on trying to guard it, then it's tahar. But if it's not in his heart to guard it, it remains tomei. We actually see this similar concept with other halachas, but it's just, it's an interesting one in its own right, but I'm sure you can see this in your life. If you Let's say you've misplaced your car keys. Now, when you're looking for them, then you'll see them. But let's say you misplaced them. Let's say you normally keep them in the entrance hall and you put them in the kitchen. Now, when you're walking around the kitchen getting lunch ready, you don't see the car keys. When you start to look for the car keys, then you'll see them in the kitchen. So again, just our mind, what we're not consciously trying to notice, we, we won't remember Things that happened that could have been a problem. So this woman wasn't consciously trying to keep the the cloth tar. It uh, it becomes tome. That's the gazera. It becomes tome. She shouldn't be consciously trying to keep it tar. And now we see very reasonably. And Rabbi Shmuel says, look how great the sages are. How insightful they were because they said, if it's not in his heart to guard it, it's not considered guarded. It's tome. And that is because of these problems that can arise. Shumas, a very similar story. The woman came before Shomra. He said, This um, napkin, I actually I wove it, but I wasn't really careful to keep it from becoming Tome, but I know that it remained Tahor. And again, she says, Looking back as I think through the process of weaving, it didn't become Tome. No tumor came in contact with it. And through his investigations that he asked her, she said to him, He says, Oh, yeah, early, I, I 
broke one of the one of the threads snapped and I tied it using my mouth now what's the problem with her using her mouth in those early stages granted she was careful from when it reached three fingers by three fingers that's when it's susceptible to tumor but right at the start of the process before it was even susceptible to tumor one of the strings strapped and she used her mouth to tie it and at that stage she could have been a knitter Again, she wasn't careful to keep it tar because a garment can only become tome when it's three by three fingers. She, she's just dealing with odd threads at the beginning. And however, the concern that Rebbe Shmuel is saying, when she used her mouth to, to tie it together, to hold it together, when she subsequently wove it into three by three fingers, maybe that cloth was still damp from the spit of a nidah. And the spit of a nidah is an avatuma. It would make the cloth metal. So Omri Bishmol, Kamagatola Divrei Chachomin Shahoyu, Omri Belibola Shamra Tar, Ain Belimola Shamra Tome. How great are the words of the sages who said that if it's in a person's heart to keep it guarded, it is Tar, Ain Belibola Shamra, but if it's not in his heart to guard it, it is Tome. Okay, but we see according to Bishmol, he holds as long as he had intent to guard it, regardless of if it was in the intended object or not, it is considered a shmira. So now we have to go back to our original three cases and analyze them again. The first case was where a person's scarf fell off his shoulder and he asked his friend to pass it to him. Why is it not considered guarded anymore? The second, and again, he's watching it the whole time. Why is it considered tome? And the second case was where um, he got mixed up with his weekday clothes and his Shabbos clothes and he said, why, why are his weekday clothes Tomei? Because he thought they were his Shabbos clothes. Sorry, the other way around. Or the other way around. Um, and the third case was um, if you had two women who got their clothes mixed up and each one wore the other's clothes, they Tomei. Again, why in all these cases... Is it Tome? Is it Tome? Again, we've just proven very clearly if his mind was on it to keep it Tahar, it remains Tahar. And just before that, we proved regardless of what he thought he was trying to keep Tahar. So the Gemara answers. In the case where the two women got their clothes mixed up, each one's going to say, well, I don't know how careful my friend is with the laws of Tumah. She might be an Amoret, and therefore uh, it's probably Tomei, and she gives up her mind on making sure that her clothes does not become Tomei. Oh, she, once she Moschadata, once she has Hesechadas, once she stops concentrating on keeping a Tahar, well, then it becomes Tomei automatically. Since he's more careful with his Shabbos clothes, but he thought they were chulin clothes. There's this hesechadas. There's this, oh, I'm not... Again, interesting enough, we see even for just the lower level of, of guarding, but it becomes tome because he's lowered the level of guarding that he would normally have. It's as if it's unguarded. But according to Rabbi Yonasan ben Eloza, that was where his coat fell off his shoulders and he asked his friend to pass it to him. His friend was holding it. So, Grand was it not guarded. He was watching it the whole time. 
So Amr Biyochran Chazaka ain't not a Meshami Mashibiyot Chab Zaira. Biyochran says we have a Chazaka that a person does not want what is in his friend's hand. I, he leaves it up to his friend. If I give you something to hold, I don't think, oh, let me watch that nothing, no tumor comes in contact with it. As soon as I leave it with you, in my mind, I'm leaving it up to you. And that would be why from my side, from the person whose coat dropped off his shoulders, it is not Tomei. And came along Rashi earlier and he explained, and so to the one who picks it up, the one who picks it up, in this case, doesn't have any intent to guard it. Because, um, because he thinks the person who dropped it doesn't care whether it's Tomei or Toho by the fact that he asked someone else to pick it up. If I was worried about Tumei and Tahari, my jacket wa- fell off my shoulders, I'm not going to ask someone to pick it up for me. I'm going to pick it up myself. I don't know their level of Tumei. So by the fact that he asked his friend, his friends think his friend's not careful to guard it because he thinks, why would I be? What's, uh, what's going to happen? How's it going to help? Um... Yeah, so that is, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, so that's why when you ask, when you when his cloak drops off his shoulders and his friend's holding it, there's a general principle. The person doesn't think to go, watch their stuff from becoming Tome while it's in someone else's hand. But in this case, his friend was, uh, and his friend's obviously not going to guard it because he doesn't think he has to. So there would be a slight difference if, let's say, I asked you to watch my, can you, uh, look, I just need to step out for a few minutes. Can you keep an eye on my things and make sure they don't become Tome? So granted, I'm not making sure they don't become Tomei, I'm, I, you are. So that would be a different to this case where I just let, left it up to you because then you don't know to keep it Tahar. Okay, Velo. And it's not considered guarded. I, is it true that people do not guard what's in their friend's hands? Since for hot time, we learned in Raisa. I read Shoyu Hamar of Opal of Tuunim Tahiras, Athal Pisha, if you flick by him, Yosemi Mil Taras Taras. If someone is hiring workers, I donkey drivers and workers to transport Taharas, even though he's far from them, even more than a mill, his Taharas are Tahar. They remain tar. If he said, you go ahead and I'll follow after you. As soon as he, um, his out of Asat, his taharas become Tomei. Rashi points out that we're discuss- the cases where they're transporting things in earthenware containers. Now earthenware only becomes Tomei if inside the clay is touched. If just the outside is touched, then it's fine. So these workers are generally, especially while they're under supervision, they were transporting to Harris, they're obviously being informed. So while they are transporting to Harris, they're going to be careful not to touch the, the they're going to be careful only to touch the outside of the clear and it won't become Tomei. But as soon as the owner's not around or not looking, they might get a little bit careful, careless, and touch the inside. Again, they might not even be malicious. They might just be like, well, my levels are too much good enough. I don't have to. Now, the question is, but 
at the end of the day, these barrels on the hands of someone else, even though he's in our sight, they're in the hands of someone else. So they should be Tomei, Mashna Reisha, Mashna Shefa. Why in the Reisha, when they in someone else's hands, it's in the hands of the workers and the donkey drivers, the transport, the courier, he's handling it. And in the Sefer, the courier is also handling it. So why should the Sefer be Tohor? So Amar Yitzhak, Nafka Reisha, B'Mitar Chamor, V'Upala V'Kach. No, the Reisha is where he actually told his workers to go to mikveh for their for their work so he didn't need to guard so he didn't need to guard the the taharos from these workers because they had just been to mikveh well if that's the case then you should say the same thing in the safer what difference does it make whether he tells them you're not i'm going to follow on later or whether he actually doesn't tell them that but he travels at a bit of a distance so Sorry, ain't Amoret Makbid al Mogachavero. No, because an Amoret is not careful that his friend should not touch it. I he doesn't view it as uh, he doesn't view it as uh, so his friend so so again, so these Amorets are transporting these barrels, they're tohor because the owner wanted to make sure that they stay tohor. But when they're out of the owner's sight, they're not going to be careful to stop other people helping them. So the courier would say to one of his friends, you know, just hold this for a second or something like that. And his friends aren't tohor. So, but again, so, so that's where we, that, that um, actually concludes our answer. Is that really... Generally, the principle is, yeah, an owner leaves the guarding of Tehavah's hand in. In this case of transporting, the the issue with the race, the 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 yeah, the owner made sure that his workers were tahor. He sent them to mikveh before they came to work, and that's uh, their answer. And the safer is where we worried about the work. Since he said, you know, you go ahead, and I'll catch up later. They're going to be not so careful because they know that the owner's not around and therefore they're going to let their friends touch it. And that's why they told me in the safer. Again, the ratio was where he says, I'm just at a little bit of a distance. And the safer is where he said, like he didn't tell them he was going to let them travel by themselves, but he just ended up being at quite a far distance. That's a ratio. The safer is where he says, you go ahead and I'll catch up later. So the safer, they're not scared that he's going to come and therefore they're going to let their friends touch it. But again, this does not undermine our principle that generally something in someone else's hand is not considered guarded. You're right. It's not considered guarded, except that this owner made sure that his workers were all tahar. And then now we just want to analyze um, the safer to make sure that it makes sense. Um, it says, That's the case the Reisha, so too in the Reisha. Um, yeah, it's not really a ihachi. It's just in the ratio, the barrel should also be tome. The question is, look, whether if he's traveling at quite a far distance behind them, whether or not he told them that he'll be traveling at a distance behind them, since he is at a distance, they can still be careless because they just look behind them. Oh, he's out of sight. He must be stuck at the previous red robot. And then he'll let his friends handle the, the taharos and they will become tome. So he says, no, Babolohem Derech Akhalson, no, it's where he could just come through a, a, another route and chance upon them. I, when they're expecting him to travel with them, they have to be careful that, granted, they don't see him behind him, but maybe he took a shortcut. 
Maybe he just took a different road and in the next instant he'll be next to them on the road and they will have been caught out so they'll be more careful. Oh yeah, he's safe now. Well then in the safe he also could have come to our diagonally. But no, since he told them, you go ahead and I'll follow after you, he's telling them that they're going to be traveling for a loan. He's not planning on traveling with them and therefore... Um, Um, he, they're relying on this, that they're traveling alone, and they might actually ask their friends to touch it or make it Tomei. Okay, so in short, I think that the primary principle that we've brought out here from regarding Tomei is that if it's in specific scenarios, but it seems like quite a general rule, you ha if you want to keep something Tahar, you have to have your mind on it to keep it Tahar. As soon as you take your mind off keeping it Tahar, it becomes Tomei. It automatically becomes Tomei. And... We also learned that you can guard something to a certain degree. You can say, well, I guarded half of the produce, but not the rest of the produce. Or you can say, I guarded what was in the... So, or you can say, yeah, I guarded the, the figs, but not the spade. You know, you can say things like that. And it's still, or I guarded it only to a specific degree, but not past that degree. I wasn't as careful as I should have been. Um, those are all valid methods of guarding and then the third principle that we've touched on is that if a person when a person gives something over to someone else he does not concentrate on guarding he leaves it up to the other person and therefore you have to see whether the other person was aware that he should be guarding it or not um, to find out whether it is Tomei or not so it's Hadron Allah Ein Dorshin Hadron Allah Ein Dorshin Hadron Allah Ein Dorshin um yeah, I think we'll leave it here for today because tomorrow is quite a short day. So we'll do the Mishnah and start the Gemara tomorrow.